Hello to all of our listeners worldwide. I'm Diego Martinez, and this is a very special episode of Tunes, a podcast about the songs we vibe to. As you know, this show is dedicated to the story behind underrated club anthems, their context, and their legacy, as told by the people at the very heart of the creative process. This particular episode is dedicated to the life, work, and memory of the late singer and songwriter Joyce Sims, celebrating the power behind her signature tune, the 1988 classic, Come Into My Life. I wrote around on the title, Come Into My Life, you know, and I write love songs. So I'm thinking, come into my life, what would it feel to have someone come into my life? You know, and I got so much love for you. So come into my life, but you got to come into my life to get all this love. So, and I actually wrote that song around the title because I love that title, Come Into My Life. At Choose headquarters, we were shocked to hear about the sudden passing of Joyce Sims. My executive producer, Nick Fresh, and I had been touched by her music, as did many of her lifelong fans. And since the beginning of this series, we were eager to contact Miss Sims with the hope of sharing her story and experiences with our audience. Over the course of a year, we touched base with Joyce several times through Instagram a platform she used constantly to keep her followers updated on what was happening with her career, including music releases and concert dates. We remember her great willingness to participate, as well as her humble and kind approach to telling her success story. But fate had other plans. And before we were able to concrete a date for our interview, Joyce made her peaceful transition on October 13th, 2022. We struggled to make sense of this event and feared that maybe her words and contributions would be forgotten. With her passing, however, came an overwhelming cascade of tributes from her peers and fans who noted Miss Sims' influence on music and their lives via social media. Just before her death, Joyce gave an extensive interview to R&B podcast Halftime Chat, hosted by UK-based broadcaster and psychotherapist Unamdi Okoye, a link to which is in our show description. We would like to honor Joyce Sims by sharing some excerpts of that interview with all of you today in an effort to keep her spirit and legend alive for future generations. Joyce Elizabeth Sims Sandyford was born in Rochester, New York on August 6, 1959. Her father was a machinist for Kodak and her mom a head chef at a family-owned restaurant. Both encouraged their daughter to put school first. And while attending church, she discovered her passion for singing and setting words to music. You know, I grew up singing in the church choir, in the youth choir. Then, you know, um, 
growing up to the adult choir, but yeah, my background started in the church. And um, from there, I started writing poetry. I just always wanted to be a singer songwriter. I was more into writing than anything else. I just love writing. And uh, so I studied piano. And um, from there, you know, I just started putting the lyrics and the music together. And I remember my first piano, well, my first organ. Actually, I started out playing an organ. Begged and pleaded my parents, please, please, please give me this organ. So they finally did. But yeah, so I started out actually taking organ lessons. So, you know, and I think that really influenced my sound because playing the organ, you're like chording with your left hand, you're playing the melody with your right hand, and you're playing the bass line with your feet. So the coordination had to be really there. So yeah, you know, and then I picked up, you know, just singing as well. So I, I guess it was a different way to go, but yeah, that was, that's how I got started. My first, um, I thought was a song. I sent to, it was an American songwriting competition. It was a contest and it's still around today. So I, I wrote a song, I thought it was a song. And they replied to me and said, this is not a song. It has no meaning. So I, I was crushed. I was like, oh, wow, okay. But I took what they said, that, you know, and I said, he said it has no structure. I'm like, okay, a song has structure. So I went and started getting books and reading on the structure of writing the song, the different forms and different techniques of writing songs. So I could build a really, you know, constructed song. From mastering the piano and the organ, Joyce went on to learn the flute, play in the school marching band, and study music theory in college. When she wasn't doing office work to make ends meet, she would try her best to break into the music biz, performing alongside local bands in Manhattan as a keyboard player and spending long hours in a recording studio. I started singing and playing in local bands. And I was a keyboard player and a singer, a background singer in, in the local bands. And and I was still, you know, trying to write my songs. And I, I finally got one band to play a song that I wrote. So, <laughs> so I wanted to record it. And so I, you know, again, went to my family, please, can you give me some money? I want to go to the recording studio. <laughs> and they were looking at me like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with this girl? But they gave me the money. And so I, I uh, booked a studio for, you know, a couple hours or so. And we went in the studio and recorded the song. And I just fell in love with the big board and the speakers and everything. And I, I wanted to do that. That's where, um, you know, my love for just creating music and being in the, I guess, the beginning stages of a song. Just, you know, that's my first love is just being in the studio creating. And I would just watch and, and, and I would ask questions. But back then it was like, you don't touch the board. You don't do anything to the board. You just sing your part and you go back over and sit in your corner or wherever and let the engineer do his thing. But I would just sit there and watch everything he did everything and I would listen to what they were saying and that's how I learned a lot just you know being in the studio being in the atmosphere having recorded a demo tape in Rochester which included rough versions of her first singles Joyce shopped it around to whoever was available she also lent her voice for free in exchange for some studio time it was during these sessions that an opportunity opened up 
for her voice to be heard. I met an engineer and he he needed a vocalist to sing, to demo some of his songs. And I needed a recording studio to um, record my demos. And he knew Will Sokoloff over at Sleeping Bag Records. And so as, you know, they call it um, bothering free studio time, he would give me time and I would sing the vocals for him on his demo. And so he was like, yeah, Joyce, these are pretty good songs. I, I, I got a label. They might be interested. I was like, okay, take it. And so he took it over to Sleeping Bag and they heard the, the demo and they signed me. They liked it. That's how I was like, I said, okay, well, maybe I can do this. So, and that's what happened. All in all was the first single that I recorded with Sleeping Bag Records. about it is like I really didn't realize how big the song was because I was working so I don't think I really had time for it to really like soak in like you have an international hit because I was just working you know doing shows in in New York or all, the U.S. I should say and um when all in all nobody expected all in all to do what it did even the DJ's I remember Will telling me some of the DJs were like, yeah, it's all right. That's a nice little song. So <laughs> when the song blew up the way it did, it's now I'm traveling. At first, you know, slow, like slow pace. And then all of a sudden, every week or all week, I'm traveling here, there. And, and I remember it seemed like every Tuesday I was on my way back to the UK to tape Top of the Pop. I, I was doing a lot of moving. I was doing a lot of moving. It was crazy. Sleeping Bag Records, a small and independent label founded by Will Sokolov and Arthur Russell, had been in operation for four years when they signed Joyce Sims and released her debut single, The Electric, You Are My All in All, a top 20 hit in Britain and number 16 on Billboard's club charts. This pioneering midst of R&B and electro music was the first to feature 808 hi-hats triplets sequenced on a drum machine. It was also the first collaboration between Sims and another up-and-coming talent signed by Sleeping Bag, DJ and hip-hop producer Curtis Mantronitz. Mantronitz and Sims could not be further apart as far as their personalities were concerned. He was the epitome of hip-hop, loud and intense, while she was quiet and polite. Creatively, though, they were magic, and they respected each other's artistry. Their chemistry was evident in subsequent singles like 1987's Lifetime Love and another song released that year, 
one that became Joyce's biggest international hit. I wrote around on the title, Come Into My Life, you know, and I write love songs. So I'm thinking, come into my life, what would it feel to have someone come into my life? You know, and I got so much love for you. So come into my life, but you gotta come into my life to get all this love. So, and I actually wrote that song around the title because I love that title, Come Into My Life. Come into my life, I got so much love to show you. It was a hit, you know. I, I my thought is, my when I when I write a song, I want to write a good song, can tell a story, and that makes sense and it'll make a difference to someone. So you know, because first when I start writing a song, I'm like, okay, why are you writing the song? Does it make sense? If it doesn't make sense, I'm not gonna write it. So yeah, it has to make sense. It has to mean something to me, or something that someone shared with me. I would never write about someone personal, you know, um, something that someone went through personally. But if they shared something that could inspire someone else that inspired me, yeah. then I may write around that. Mantronic was the producer. Yeah, he produced the track, but the, the basic song is what I gave them and he produced the track. The piano stayed the same, the bass, all all the basic of the song, the lyrics, the arrangements, all that stayed the same, but the um, drums and the, the overall production was uh, Mantronic and the engineer. Because I can brighten up your days, and when you feel The success of Come Into My Life surpassed that of You Are My All in All. The track peaked at number 7 in the UK and number 10 in the US R&B chart. It reached the top 10 in other territories like Belgium, the Netherlands, Switzerland and Germany. The album, also named Come Into My Life, was released in conjunction with the single and reached the top 5 in the UK albums charts with all but one song written by Joyce. She was now fully focused on her career as a solo artist, but unfortunately, her rise to stardom coincided with a downturn of fortunes for her record label. By the release of her sophomore album, All About Love, in 1989, both Arthur Russell and Mantronitz had left Sleeping Bag while Will Sokolov struggled in his relationship with business partner Juggy Gales. With little promotion from the label, All About Love tanked at number 69 in the British chart. Oh, so much had started changing by the time the second album came around, and um, it didn't do as well as uh, Coming to My Life. The label had started changing, the industry had started changing, and so that was a totally different uh, experience, I would say. Mantronic may have left the label at that time, but the industry was changing. Like all the record stores were closing down, the sleeping bag was going through their thing. It was a weird time. 
I just took a break after the second album and in, my life started changing, you know, I had my daughter and I just wanted to get away from the industry for a while. And, um, and I, I really needed to and just concentrating on myself, still writing, but yeah, I just took a break for a minute. And, and you know, and I thought I was gonna walk away. I tried to anyway, but. <laughs> Joyce Sims ended her music hiatus in 1994, and she began making new music again, starting with the single Who's Crying Now from New York house label Warlock. A decade later, she turned to gospel, recording the track Praise His Name, and a whole album called New Beginnings in 2006. Faced by the changes in the music industry, and the external pressures to create another hit like Come Into My Life, Sims took matters into her own hands and began developing her own record label, August Rose Records. I'll never forget this. I wrote this song, <laughs> and um, I forget the name of it right now. And um, so the label was in, uh, a label, and they were ready to take the song. And um, my manager at that time took it in, and, and he says... Um, Who's the artist? He says, Joyce Sims. Oh, it was a pop song. He said, oh, no, we could never um, work her into um, pop radio and or, or it would cost too much money to work her into pop radio. So it was just all this political stuff and all this that was going on behind the scenes, you know. So I just got tired of it. And then another thing was, well, we need another all in all. We need another coming to my life. Okay, but... I have this song right now. I'm not, you know, I'm a songwriter. I have a lot of songs. You know, if another all in all or coming to my life comes up, I'll give it to you. But right now, this is what I'm giving you. So it was just, I got tired of it. And I said, you know, I can, um, I can do my own label. I have a team that, that's helping me, but it's still, it's a lot of work. You know, you're, you're the label. You know, so I can hear my attorney, you're the label. And so it's a lot of work. And, and it's so many different organizations that you have to be a part of. The song has to be registered and you have to, um, everything is on you, you know, so it's a lot of work. And so you're the artist, you're the CEO of the label. So you get interviews, you got to make sure the DJs are getting the song the interviews are being um, organized, right, and everything, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. During the past decade, Joyce released four singles under her August Rose label and one album, Love Song, in 2015. She also remained a fixture on the live concert circuit, particularly in the UK, where she achieved her biggest successes in the 1980s. She was still active even in the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic, releasing songs like Everybody's Going Through Something and a cover of the iconic Bobby Caldwell song What You Won't Do For Love in 2022. I guess you wonder where I've been I've searched to find a love I love doing covers. I always 
you know, put a cover. I have it in the past, a cover on my album. So I'm going through songs. We were going through songs, and I came across Bobby Cotwell, What You Won't Do For Love. And that was the lyrics that pulled me into that song. And I love the lyrics. And, you know, they're so simple, but yet so strong, so powerful. And I just love a love song. That's really what pulled me into that song. What you won't do, do That was a collaboration. I worked with this producer named um, Frank Wright out of the UK, and he did the music. And so, you know, he sent me the track over, and uh, I did the vocal arrangements. So, um, at first, it was I, I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! I can't, can't do this song like Bobby Caldwell because," <laughs> and I was thinking double, you know, double thinking myself I'm like maybe this is not the right song but so I had to change the key and then you know change the vocal arrangements and everything and I'm glad I did because it came out I was really proud you know happy with the results but yeah it was a challenge before her peaceful transition Joyce Sims was already wrapping up work on a new album of original material and planning a world tour for 2023 with concerts in both the U.S. and the U.K. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, Many people have come out to shower this brilliant and talented artist with tributes on websites and social media channels in the event of her passing. I'd like to read a few of those for you at this time. Mantronitz, her frequent collaborator in the 80s and producer of both All in All and Come Into My Life, said, quote, Joyce had such a big, beautiful personality and we made great hit records together. Joyce gave voice to a new strand of our identity and helped blaze a trail for a new generation. My sincerest sympathies and heart goes out to Joyce's friends, family, and band members. Her kindness will be missed by many. The anthems she gave to our nations will never be forgotten. Rest in paradise, angel. British producer Mark Mack, founding member of the influential duo For Hero, expressed, quote, Only now will people realize how much power and soul you put into hip-hop. In my opinion, Joyce Whitman-Tronitz made the hardest soul record ever in All in All. That was the dopest thing at the time. It was just what hip-hop needed, and in my opinion, went on to fuel the hip-hop soul and R&B movement. Another real queen has left us physically, but the music will live on. Chris Rizik, publisher of popular side Soul Tracks, said, quote, The music world will mourn the passing of this multifaceted talent, whose impact on music was even greater than the mass popularity that she achieved 
over the past three and a half decades. Our tune architect, James D. Train Williams, had this to say, quote, We were just together this past August, baby girl. I have no words. This hurts. I will love you forever. You gave a great performance and turned it out. I will always remember that smile and your soft-spoken ways. Rest well, my dear friend. Thank you, Joyce, for coming into our lives and showing all the love you had for your music and your passion for art. Our thoughts go to her family, friends, and everyone else that connected deeply with her songs. Once again, we'd like to invite our audience to listen and see the extended interview Halftime Chats Unamdi Okoye did with Miss Sims. Please support him and his work, bringing all of these great stories to light. You can find the link to Halftime Chat on our show description. Thank you so much for listening through our Joyce Sims tribute. This episode was produced and hosted by yours truly, Diego Martinez. Our executive producer is Nicholas Nick Fresh Puzo, and our audio engineer is Adam Fogel. Follow Tunes all over social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TunesPod, that is C H O O N S P O D, and become a part of our community on Patreon, where you can find early access to our content after-show discussions, and much more, starting at $5 per month. Go to patreon.com slash tunespod. Don't forget to rate us and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back next time for another deep dive into the work of legendary artists and their songs on the next episode of Tunes. Tunes.